Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge, I'm Ralph Enough. In this episode, we catch up with Kyle Prozelinski and Martin Thorwell after Mantic Open Night at Adepticon 2023. Thanks to the guys for spending a little time with us, and we hope you enjoy this episode. So Rob and I are here, it's Saturday night. Fresh from Mantic Night with Kyle and Martin from Mantic Games. No Ronnie, but we did have Ronnie live via, sa- or not live, recorded, <laughs> pre-recorded via satellite. It yeah, was, it was good, good to see him. Yeah. yeah. Welcome aboard. So Kyle, this is like, this is the 50th time you've been on probably? <laughs> uh, close, yeah, I, at I least. thought you were a co-host, to be honest. We, I mean, we, it's been, we you know, th- several times a year. We're excited because yeah. we've never had, we've had Johnny, we've had everybody. We've never had Martin. Martin's the big deal right now. Well, he's the man. Very, he, he was asked the hard hit, hard-hitting questions I tonight. can deflect like the best <laughs> no, you about that. Well, you could just say yes or no, right? And they can, they can read into it what they yes. want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kyle's great answer. Yes. <laughs> Between 12 and 18, that could be days, months, years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who knows? Yeah. How many Adepticons is this for you, Kyle? Seven. And how many with Mantic? Like three or four? Yeah. Uh, fourth, I think. Mm-hmm. 19, 21, 22, 23. I'm trying to think, because I missed 19, because I was late. Yeah, up. fourth. Because obviously 2020 didn't happen. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And Martin, same question to you. How many Adepticons have you made so far? I can't remember. I'm, I'm normally like two sheets to the wind, so probably fifth, okay. fourth or fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're glad you guys made it. Obviously, oh, we're disappointed that Ronnie's not here, but they sent the better half. So <laughs> it's fine. And he gave us a pretty tall task this week. How was yeah. today at the booth? It was good. I think uh-huh. it was better than what we expected, but we're certainly hoping for. You know, awesome. So obviously Saturday is an important day. It's a day that there's the most traffic. Tomorrow it'll be a lot calmer. It's ten to two down. tomorrow, right? In the booth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so we got to get out the there day. sometime at lunch today. It was like pff, you're not getting mm. down there at all. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that Mike will run on schedule. But we're really trying to just honestly spread the word of Mantic as much as possible. It's it's demo after demo, talking about the products, talking about the factions, everything that's going on with the different games, anything that somebody expresses interest in. Make sure we answer questions and and get them into what we do. I mean the guys, the, the guys who are doing the. Um, the demos, I think we've hit about 170 in three days. We're keeping track of how many you're doing Dead Zone, Kings of War, and Armada. Armada. Yeah. And then you had the big game up here as yeah, well. And Blake, yeah. Blake and Kyle are nuts with it's the brilliant. big game. I mean, yeah. it's just a great... It's yeah, that's the one thing I noticed this year going by the Mantic booth. It just seemed like there was just more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and we've talked a little bit about that in the event as a whole. Well, somebody just, said that registration's up a thousand over last year. Uh-huh. So I don't know what the final numbers are going to be, but it's big. It I felt, mean, it felt it. I mean, we did have a... We've got a new location, which is closer to the... Uh, to the, the 40k side of the, so we've, we're almost like it's really annoying but really good at the same time because people are using us as a through fair it's foot traffic, <laughs> foot traffic. It, if they don't see you they don't, they don't exactly yeah. but it was brilliant because they were actually stopping and looking at Armada because we put that over that side who was the genius that said we need to move to this new location um, Pat obviously oh okay well I, I thought you would take the credit like, Pat <laughs> we need the, to move the, to the, a, the mastermind yeah I the thought fully, the fully awake the tonight man. mastermind yeah. mastermind uh, Pat, Pat, yeah, so Pat. he negotiated <laughs> small space so it's bigger than last year as well mm-hmm. uh, and we got that new location which I think uh, when we first saw it we were a bit dubious 
because we like being right in the middle. But I think being where we are, nearer the door and nearer the uh, nearer some of the tournaments, I think was. Well, great. you're almost like one of the first ones when you come in, and you you have like ability to cross through your people yes. use your booth to go through. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, oh wait, wait what? It's good gives a good opportunity just to catch them and see if they want to take a demo. And we, we were right next to where uh, a conquest were doing their tournament, so I kept moving their oh. banner out of the way. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. He just kept wanting well, to mess I with mean, them as much as possible. There's probably plenty of room. There's only 20 people, I think. So yeah, yeah. it'd be fine. Well, well if Ronnie was here, he probably yeah. would have set fire to their banner. So yeah. at least I was quite. <laughs> there's kind plenty, of, uh, plenty of space with all that 2D terrain. There's well, no train to get... Right. To, to I guess get. Uh, I guess the other uh, conspiracy theory, did you guys... Are you the reason why Sonic and Fire has been kicked to the other hotel? Really? Yeah, it's in the other hotel with Warlord Games and stuff. No. So I think yeah. Conquest in, in this is the only Ranks and Flanks game in, in this hotel. Mm-hmm. Pat certainly fights pretty hard to make sure that we... I mean, we've got an established relationship. We've been doing this for a long time, so he wants to make well, sure... Well, he's certainly right. been against the wall. It's smart that we're in the middle because we were able to expand either direction yeah. sure. depending yeah. on what was available, whereas yeah. if we were next to the wall... You know, you're you're pinned in at that point. Mm-hmm. I th- I don't know if we, it's probably been mentioned here somewhere in Rob's uh, cavalcade plethora of recordings. Talked to Steve Hildrew last night. 143 tickets sold. Yeah. Speak a little bit to that for uh, Clash of Kings in UK this fall. That's 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 amazing. It's been brilliant because uh, I've been holding a. It will help me for saying. It will hate me for saying it, but I've been holding Steve's hand through it. Uh-huh. So he's been my. I've been his contact, romantic, really Gently guiding. Yeah, I think nurturing, so. mentoring. Uh, but they've, those guys have got it nailed down because they're all experienced TOs. It was yeah. it was really low effort on my part. I've joined in a couple of their calls just to make sure if they had any questions or anything I could yeah. answer. But uh, yeah, they've been the driving force behind it. The organisation's been second to none. Uh, and I think the the uh, early bird discount runs out at the end of this month. So he'll thank me for saying this because he's been trying to get on the newsletter for two weeks. Um, yeah, so come in, if you're still on the fence, get your ticket early and then you still get that early bird discount uh, by the end of, uh, end of March. Masters in New York, between Masters and Best of the Rest, I think we had like 120-ish. Mm-hmm. So, But this will be now the biggest... Kings yeah, I don't know. Event. Crossroads GT, with they had the. They, I think they were around 90s. 100, but it was around 100. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That much. yeah. Well, let's not talk about that. Why, why are you guys able to get that many players in the UK? Are you not satisfying their tournament needs? And this is the big event. I or? think so. I mean, you've, you've noticed on the calendar, there's there's events most weekends. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, really regular. I think the locations helped a lot. So we obviously we've been dotted around the country for well as long as I've been there. You know, moving from game not, store uh, to game Nottingham, store. Element, you know, Element yeah. Games and, and, uh, and, and Firestorm. London, yeah, right. yeah. London Grand Tournament, right? That's right. That was last year. Yeah, So we are still running. Uh, Clive's still going to run an event um, end of this year uh, for the LGT, but it's just okay. not going to be Clash. Got but yeah, this one is in Nottingham. It's all the travel routes are really easy. It's very centrally located. Are you yeah. going, Kyle? I would love to. I don't know for sure. Typically, I go over for our annual meetings, mm-hmm. and we just don't have a date yet. So yeah. we'll try. We might we'll try. be able. To. Yeah, we'll try and do it. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, the location's great. It's been used for for other game systems for tournaments. So the guy who actually runs the LGT, mm-hmm. that's one of his go-to locations for his awesome. stuff. So we know it works, and the really reasonable guys uh, at the student union, and the you know the costs have been fantastic. So yeah, it's going to be really good. I've not bought my ticket yet, so I've got <laughs> to the end of this month to go on. <laughs> it, it's sticking in your craw, right? Like America, we get forty-five. What are we going to do, yeah. man? I mean, because we it, picked it like sixty-five, and then it's like, is it just because Adepticon is like, I mean, it's a thousand dollars really by the yeah, time you register. This is very is that a problem? I don't know. For Adepticon, in my opinion, it, it is very expensive. That's a huge uh, obstacle. But at the same time, I mean, it's such a big country, and the difference there, uh, travel is, is significantly more challenging 
I don't know. I, I do see events ticking up in attendance, and that sort of goes hand in hand with how well we feel the game is doing. Yeah. When we see higher event registrations, it's a really good indicator that we're growing and things are going well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see. I mean, Lone Wolf was always the top dog in the U.S., right? It yeah. was. It was. It's the in best. the '80s, '90s. Yeah, yeah, maybe '70s some years. Yeah, <clears throat> best of the rest certainly helps. You you get the 64 from Masters. Yeah, but yeah, we might hit 100 this year in Omaha. Yeah, I think Essentially that's probably located. like a good a good benchmark is around around 100. I think this year we'll probably have. Yeah, but, but really, in America, I mean, our, our players never sign up until like two weeks before the event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. I don't know if the British are like, no, is this we have to do this? We have to sign up. But I, I really think travel. It's a, it's a it's a different than having to take a four-hour plane flight than it is to probably get on a train. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, so but you got to like carry your armies too and stuff, and you can't have. Display yeah. board. So I mean, there's some sure. some uh, trade offs there. Yeah. I uh, wish I would love to see it. I'd love to see us have a 200 person event. Well, what do we need know? to do to make it happen? We've got that many people in the country, right? I mean, you got more than that. Playing. You got more than Let's, that. You got five, six hundred people playing yeah. at various events across the country. You know, I really think it is. I think passion is infectious, and passion is catching. So I think usually the tos who are going to events and selling their events. You know, come to my event and I'll come to you. I think that that's always like a big key for growing growing events. If you run an event, don't just like put a message on Facebook once a year saying, "Hey, signups are open." Like, be a promoter. Well, you got to be an evangelist. You got to go out there. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah, and that's what Steve has done. But I think that's part of being a good TO is yeah. is you you sell you you sell your event, right? Something that you always mentioned, Rob, was doing an event that was more of a party than even sure. you know a competitive event, and, and really whether it was narrative or otherwise. I remember at one point a couple of years ago, you know, before COVID hit, you talked about doing. We are doing it next year. You know, Vanguard and yeah, and we want to do a three day event. Yeah, in Memphis. Just, yeah, three day event where one day is a, we could have both because that's the problem. Something like this, people see it and they go, "It's competitive." And in this room, it is competitive. Yeah, yeah. I think we need something that's catered to more the the narrative. You don't keep score; it doesn't matter. Just come have fun. Just come yeah. have fun. Like, yeah. and, and then mix in other games like Vanguard yeah. or, or Armada or Ambush or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big part of it. I mean, there's probably more basement gamers in the U.S. than there are in other places in the world. Yeah. One well, that we, we don't even know about. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's that's something we got to tap into because it's 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 our biggest market still. Mm-hmm. You know, so we know that we're selling to significantly more people. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just something that you know we got to get them out of the. Yeah, out of their homes, out of their basements. You know, you look at guys like Scott out in California. Those guys yeah. are playing in their house. Scott Holcomb. It's uh-huh. a great location. Yeah, it's a great place to play. Get together. They, you got Riddle Steel that happens yeah. there, mm-hmm. and it's a it's an amazing thing. But uh, and thankfully, you guys are known in the community. You come to events. But how yeah. how often does that happen and in we, other and, and instances? And they've been trying to play in, in 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 the local game stores like once a month. But it, you know, at Scott's house, it's so nice. But they they realize that no one's walking up. Yeah. And seeing well, the game, you yeah, know we've talked I mean? about that a lot. Like, you can't. Well, we had Johnny on, and he gave us the UK perspective. And we had Pat on. We talked about you can't grow a scene by playing in someone's basement. It's really you don't have yeah. any foot traffic. Mm-hmm. So from time to time, you need to have uh, a, a well. You need to have a public place yeah. where you play with painted models. And yes, you're, and you're showing the passion. And, yeah, and then yeah. people are like, oh. This is great. Well, something I'm working on at the moment is like a, uh, an organized an organized play program to work with retailers. So I'm going to do it in uh, over four quarters, and one of those will be um, like learn to play. One will be learn to 
paint, want to be, you know, a, a narrative a month, a quarter of a, of a year, that kind of thing. So still working on it, uh, working on it at the moment. Uh, but I'm hoping to launch it quite soon. Yeah, that's always a struggle for us when you have a slow grow league or something. Like you get people, to, I want to play. They buy all the models and they get them assembled, and then that's it. They don't like. They still play, right. but they're not painted. I'm like, bro, this is not War Machine. You got to paint your. Well, and I think right. a, you, you can have a distinction between organized and competitive, right? right. Organized doesn't always have to be competitive. Like you can have a, a, a support and organization around just being part of a community or whatever. Exactly. I see it as I don't see it as um, strictly tournament play. I exactly. see it as enabling people mm -hmm. to play the games that you want them yeah. to play. So it's facilitating the the retailers yeah. with whether that's free, you know, free models or guides yeah. on how to do things, and then they can engage with their community around, you know, hopefully what we want them to do. So yeah. um, I agree 100%. Yeah, I like that idea of to interact with a game. It's like almost to, to work on a building, you have to create the scaffolding around <laughs> it. Like, so how do I get to the second floor and fix the window? You always talk with such a great metaphor. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. They're always so, ready to go. Well, I appreciate it. Well, they're always like positive. You're, well, a growth, mean, yeah. you're always in a growth mindset. Well, that's true. Well, and one thing I think, I think that um, what I like to it was fun, the Kings, but what, what has been so great for me was to see so many people at the Armada tournament. Yes. We had a firefight tournament. Yeah, I mean, we had, had 20 people. 26 players playing Armada, yeah. mm -hmm. some of them very poorly. They yes. <laughs> lost seven out of eight boats, but it's fine. And when you talk to people in all the different game systems, I really feel, and I know Kyle, you and I have talked about this on the show before too, is that I think the identity of Mantic as being like the minute to learn, lifetime to master. Sure. I think that's really becoming known in the community. Well, it's the genetic like, makeup of the yeah. company. Mm -hmm. I mean, does that resonate with you too, Martin? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we hear it from Ronnie all the time is if Ronnie couldn't work out how to play it, we probably wouldn't make it as a <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> so, like uh, your litmus test. Yeah. Can yeah. Ronnie play it? Can Ronnie follow the rules? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I know Martin. Like I love seeing your hobby work. I mean, yeah, my, yeah Martin's a great painter. What he are you? Are, what are you working on right now, hobby wise? Um, I'm working. On, well, I've always got about six things on the go. Okay. Um, I'm doing um, a, a halfling army at the moment, and they're kind of insidious little bastards. Okay. So kind love of murderous it. halflings, uh -huh. that kind of thing. So. Um, as always, I start with the fun stuff and then get to the grind of doing the infantry. So in the slog. I'm kind of doing that at the moment. Uh -huh. um, what else have I got? I've got to finish my Marauders at some point. I converted a load of uh, Marauders and just made some quite wacky things. Awesome. Um, and one thing, I was chatting to Carl about this yesterday. I want to get home and really learn one of our games really well. Uh, not be, you know, to go to tournaments and smash people or anything like that, but just to, just to be able to play it really well. So I've picked Armada. Okay, uh, and I've awesome. got I've got two and a half fleets finished, but I want to get another one and then stick with that and then and then learn that through. So yeah, I think I'll, I'll probably do the Trident Realm, mm -hmm. paint them as, uh, I, as I will. Such fan. And, and they, that was like a big hit of the the show, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You went through a lot. Sold out on the sold first day. Out, right. Yeah, they were gone Thursday. That's yeah. that is insane. It's interesting because it, you know it's a naval game, and so people are like, I want boats, but there's a sub faction of people. Yeah, boats are cool, but giant narwhals and mm -hmm. stuff, yeah. it's just, that's even cooler. Well, it's fantasy, yeah. right? So it's that, it's, why, why it's more fantasy that? than yeah. you can ever possibly, yeah, <laughs> shake a stick at. Yeah, so I know we just had Mantic Night where uh, there was some juicy juiciness. Maybe for those who didn't make it to, Epti to Adepticon, is there anything maybe you want to talk about? You know what he's going to say? I'm going to say, he's going to say, he's going to say, yes. Gonna say, yes. yes, that just makes sense. <laughs> is there anything... 
Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we Kings of War is this podcast. So, I mean, that's that's the thing. And if Tyler Schultz, whatever, do yeah, Tyler stuff. and Kyle, yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. Yeah. I've been asking for a bio for the website for like six months. Oh, have you? Yeah. Nothing. Oh, I missed that. We'll, we'll, so I'll we may have to that. get some. Yeah, we'll we, we're recruiting. Happen. If anybody's out there and wants to be a new contributor, yeah. <laughs> let us know. Yeah. We got Trent. I don't know if you met Trent yet. Now currently in Germany, Trent Sosby. He's, Sosby, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a pretty yeah. good he's kid. He's fantastic. He's yeah. great. He's great. That mustache yeah. is amazing. Uh, it is. It's like Fury, the, the Brad Pitt movie, you know? Yeah. I'm like, he's got the haircut. He's a yeah. little chubbier than to Brad. Me, to be to fair. me, it's like That's he's knock on my door to deliver a pizza, and I'm like, what movie am I in? Like, what's, you know, what's what's Well, I'm staying with him. Well, then, so I have know. to I have to restrain myself. <laughs> Let's ask no more. Yes. Don't ask. I won't tell. So, I mean, coming up in a couple of months, we've got... Some new Night Stalkers releases. Uh, and you guys got to see... Yeah, we got to see some stuff. The new Butcher hard plastic frame. So dope. I mean, maybe you could talk about that. Like, mm-hmm. We've been moving from positive, like, strength to strength, but those do ogres, and then, you know, the EOD, and it's just like, at some point, you just knock everybody over, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the hope, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, we want you want people to buy your models because they're good yes. models, not because they feel like, oh, Correct. I'm, you're a charity. I mean, Correct. You, yeah. You know, yeah. I see it as a big step change of the, of the entire business, moving to the, the Polish guys for the production. Yeah, I mean, they're great, and yeah. I'm sure there's some distribution logistics uh, and the market, positive changes course, yeah. right of course trying to yeah. come out of China yeah and the market is so competitive now people want nice hard plastic yeah. miniatures and that's what we want to give yeah. people as well, well. Yeah. nobody so people are like oh, those wrenches are so expensive well nobody wants to sell you resin if they could get you know exactly it's sure. like that's not what they want to do but that just that's how they get out these models yeah and you brought up something interesting had you guys thought about how popular Armada would have been you would have maybe done hard plastic 100%, for, sure. for some of those 100% having, you just you don't you can't you just, predict you just, them like that because you for know? hard plastic all your money is spent up front right yes. you're doing all the tooling so you got to make your money back mm-hmm. yeah. and, and hopefully quickly yeah plus it was well, the plus it was the pandemic as well yeah. so it was kind of a a quick solution to a you know something that Ronnie and Matt had come up with yeah and you know it worked uh, but obviously there was logistic and production problems not problems challenges um, which we got past and obviously the the scopes themselves have evolved over time as well. Um, but yeah, Carl, what, what, what do we call those challenges? There are a pathway to mastery. Pathway to mastery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like my Zen. Yeah, I don't know. That's but awesome. you but you learn from those things, obviously. Exactly. And, and yeah. now with the ability to produce so many things in hard plastic. Uh, we're, we're putting more money into King's War this year than we have at any point mm-hmm. in the history of the company, including the Kickstarters. So this this is a big investment year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just uh, hope I can get my EOD finished before... Uh, uh, the Twilight King come uh, out. Oh, man. Just <laughs> like, I got to, just yeah. like, you know, here, Mantic, here's my routing number. My, <laughs> my checking account just, right. just sent me everything. Man, that stuff is just so exciting. So, yeah. so great. Yeah, and I really like that idea of, and, and you mentioned it tonight, Martin. Someone had asked a question about the elves. Of maybe you can speak to, a little bit to that of, of wanting not just to uh, release armies within sort of a trope or meta, but you guys are really wanting to uh, make things your own. Right? Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously that's going to start with. Well, it started when we had our own IP, so things like the Night Stalkers are ours, so we can kind of do what we want with them. Yeah. Um, and when Ronnie wanted to do the, uh, the the Twilight Kin, that was the thing. He did want to just create something, and it would be a like-for-like swap or a derivative of existing things. Yeah. This was a an opportunity to to really drive home some some mantic creative for the for the IP, yeah. and that's what they've done. And Kyle's right in the middle of it, and um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. Um, but uh, yeah, going to your point about the elves, 
there would be no point in doing a, a derivative of an existing yeah. kind of theme. So it would be a mantic style um, of elf and a mantic style of when we do the new when we do the new dwarves, for example. Yeah. Would, when, when you hear just, that when we do the new dwarves? I've got, well, I, mean, I mean, it could be ten years from now, but it's up, when in six to twelve. Six to twelve. Oh. Who knows what that will be, but it will yeah. happen. Hours, weeks, years. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 tough because I mean, obviously we we're in a very classic fantasy space. We're coming from you know a, a place where people are already familiar with what an elf is, but what makes what Mantic does unique, and the Twilight Kin is going to be a really good example of the sort of direction that I think that we want to take some of those existing known tropes and and reimagine them into a way that's. Uh, distinctly ours because I mean, obviously some of our biggest competition right now is, is things with like 3D prints mm -hmm. uh, you know the creativity and options that are out there make it harder so we at least want to make things that uh, people aren't already thinking about yeah yeah, because you, you you don't want to release something that someone is like, well, I got twenty STL files for that right yeah, now, exactly. or or I got a shoebox of that, and you're yeah. just yours is just newer. You know, you want right. to have something that is uniquely. Well, I mean, Mantic stopped being the company selling Warhammer models like mm -hmm. ten years ago. Yeah, right. Well, when we first started about them, that's that's what they're yes. doing. They're making. Yeah. We didn't have a game yet, and it's just that ship is gone. And it, I mean, obviously, that offers challenges as well, because obviously, we want to bring everybody along with us. We don't want to be secret, and then we just suddenly. Yeah. Showed them all. We want to do design uh, blogs and everything along the way. Mm -hmm. So I think the the Twilight Kingdom show try and get like that trust that we you know we, we can produce and, and deliver what people want, and it will be exciting and cool. And then we can move on and do the other things as well in the same kind of vein. Now um, I'm curious as 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 I know I've talked with Kyle about this as as a lover of uh, you know Firefight has really pulled me into your guys' sci-fi world. Um, you know, maybe speak a little bit to that. I mean, Denzode is going strong. Did, uh, uh, has Firefight sort of met your guys' expectations? Is it exceeded? Or, or maybe speak a little bit to, to, about sort of this, we call it, it's the second edition, but it's really like it's a second first edition. Maybe speak to us a little bit about what your guys' thoughts have been on the launch of new Firefight. Yeah, I think, uh, sorry, Kyle. Um, I think, um, as I said in the room, it's, because we had the entire plastic range in existence, including all the, all the vehicles, it was one of those challenges where obviously everybody would want everything up front, uh, but then it was around trying to maintain and, and uh, you know, grow, grow the player base and everything. So that's why we did the Maison Labs, because, you know, we didn't, there were existing things and we, we had a, a couple of resin extras, but it was to, you know, keep people uh, with new things, but keeping them along the way. And, and then we, we, you know, this will continue this year when we've got the the vehicles and the new the new book. So it's going to be a new sci-fi book mm. with um, both uh, Firefly and Dead Zone in it. So something for everybody. Cool. Um, and then the, obviously the vehicle. Um, what, what did Ronnie call it? The vehicle porn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's coming up in a few months. Um, uh -huh. Really excited for that one. So that will be some brand new vehicles, but also a kind of resin upgrades for our existing range to, to create new profiles and that kind of thing. Yeah. Because I really like, I think the Warpath universe is really robust. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's like, uh, uh, has some unique, so much of, uh, I think, the sort of we, we talk about it like the grim dark future has been done so many times. Right, it's we're nice tired of it. Well, it's, you mentioned high fantasy earlier. Like yeah. at some point, you're just like, the world's end ended. Let's start over. Yeah, right. and that's one of the cool things about Firefight. It has some sort of sci-fi elements, or that the Warpath universe, mm -hmm. but it also has uh, some uniqueness too 
to it. So I think that's one of your cool universes. So it's nice to see more ways to interact with that universe. Well, it kind, of, it kind of rings true a little bit, really, because you know it's only going to go that way with all the corporations and everything taking over. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, right? It's like Amazon run amok, has yeah. their own you know, <laughs> army or whatever. Absolutely. So. It's interesting. I played, I've only played one game of Firefight, and that was yesterday as a, as a ringer. And what was struck me was there was moments in the game where I'm like, well, this is like a Vanguard, right? The way you charge on unhindered charge and you get the... Sure. I was like, wow. So there's, it's nice to have the DNA mm-hmm. sprinkled across. We, we, I mean, we do tend to borrow a lot of concepts and even terms from mm-hmm. other game systems, and, and it makes it easier for our current fans of one game system to jump into another one, which is, yeah. a, you know, an important, easy step. Well, that's Vanguard. We get... Every week there's a post on Vanguard? What's going on with Vanguard? Oh, yeah. All right, Kyle. Yes. Yes. Six, six, <laughs> I don't know. Six, six to 12. You know, it's, it's one of those things that I feel like you've got some crowd who really like it the way that it is. Exactly. Yeah. And you've got probably slightly more that say we'd really like to see something different. Or make it like Dead Zone. Yeah, I, I mean, lot, we've heard right? a lot of that, obviously. Mm-hmm. A fantasy dead zone uh, is certainly a phrase that we've thrown around mm-hmm. a couple of times. Um, I know that I've heard the studio mention that they want to do something with the 2.0. I'm just not sure that we have a solid direction just quite yet. Mm-hmm. Well, you're thinking about it. That's, a, that's correct. A start, oh, right? correct. Yeah, it's yeah. like the, answer, the same answer Ronnie gives us every time when somebody asks about the historical book, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You know, but I think I think that's an interesting dilemma because I think you don't want to alienate the people who do love a game system, you know, in the uh, hope to maybe pull. It's like uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul. That <laughs> saying, right? You don't want to give up on the people who do love it. But I think that's why you know ambush has been so cool. <laughs> is that it is a way maybe to fill that goal, original goal of Vanguard, try to f- help have an entry. As a gateway, games. Ambush has yeah. worked really well. Yeah. I mean, especially what we've seen at Adepticon this this, this week. Uh, we run a demo, you, you show them an Ambush box and a rule book, and they're like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, Ambush that is fun. great. Ambush it's is great. It, it's something, I mean, it's so simple, that you're like, ah, oh, why didn't anybody do it years ago? Well, I guess it took Kyle and company to figure this out. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody smarter than me had to figure this out because it is a simple tweak. They the just, I mean, the studio just came to the rules committee basically and said, hey, we want uh, rules for small games and big games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it just, it, it just takes the edge off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No hordes. And I think it's interesting you also spoke a little bit in talking about these new releases. This idea of instead in, in Clash of Kings packs, sometimes in the past or whatever, we've had the rules first. And then right. no, and then no model release, right? And people are like, and now you guys are, and I like that idea of maybe speak a little bit of, to that. Now it's, we're releasing full ranges or trying to get you the model. Sure. When the rule is active and and, and out of beta, it's here's the model that you can now buy. So you know, we, we mentioned the Night Stalkers coming in just a couple couple of months. Uh, it's it's a situation where. We had PVC models that, that people didn't necessarily like for the monopose nature of them. They're they're not uh, customizable. It's not friendly for multiple units because you're looking at the same model and the same pose over and over and over again. So we want to move on from that. And hard plastic, especially with the new facility that we have, is the is the perfect. It's an amazing company over option. there. They're doing yeah. great stuff for other for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. It's it's easy to say. Okay, we've got Reapers and Butchers, two of the best and and most loved units in the Night Stalkers list that are really hard for us to sell and everybody has them in their army 
So it makes sense that that's, Correct. you know, that there's all, you already know there's a demand. And that's that. the other side of the equation, though, yeah. because everybody already has them. That's true. We need to Yeah, but you're going to have to up it. You just make it so good that they can't say no. But it's not just that. They get alternate builds on those hard plastic frames. So now we have two new units. The Reapers are also going to get an alternate build option. We, exactly. we talked about that talked a little about bit that. So that yeah. at Amazing the uh, Mantic Night. And then the Butchers <laughs> are also going to get an alternate build option. So even though you have Butchers, if you've reposed them or used them in some other way, we're giving you another opportunity to buy the new so hard plastic So there's still value. Frame. Yes. It's just, I, I love this, uh, uh, the idea of like, how do we always be thinking about uh, adding value? You know, yeah. how do we add value to our the products that we sell, you know? And that's two new units that are outside of a release cycle. We don't, you know, we just did the the new Big Red Book in October, and so now you're saying the Big Red Book's obsolete. It's obsolete. Yeah. Why did I buy this book? It, you, all these new units, <laughs> not in here. So that we're able to use the companion app in order exactly. to uh, take advantage of basically beta rules. That what we'll try to do is give you rules for these new units that are as close to possible as what we want to be published and official. We want people to use them. They may not change at all, especially if we get it right. Mm -hmm. uh, but then come Clash of Kings, that's when we know it's absolutely official. What's been the feedback? You guys just use it for Firefight, right? Yeah, on yeah. What's been the feedback of the beta rules process now using Companion? I think at first it was probably a little shocking, mm -hmm. but but honestly, it's been good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm curious, Martin, having gone to like Salute and all the big European and being at Adepticon, uh, are gamers gamers wherever you go? Or is there a different feel in in US or Euro European conventions? I mean, you might get the nuance of a style of play, okay. but gamers are gamers. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you've seen at the show that, that, that you know, because we're all gamers at heart that you've seen and been like, oh, wow, that's a cool product or any purchase? It was the, yeah, yeah, it was, the, it was yeah. there was this uh, spaceship game where the, it works kind of like Legos, where you basically build your ship, you just slap on guns. And it's is like, it like made out of Legos? Or is like it's not Legos, but they were just, they had these big bins where, where you could literally just piece by piece put a ship together and, and like you were building your own unit oh that's awesome as you were building the physical ship that's amazing so like the rules were customized for it it looked it looked it's, really it sold out on the first day sold out on the first day we had three days of just showing out I didn't see it so yeah that sounds awesome it does sound it's just like something that you could do with your kids like you know it, 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 it fulfills that creative sort of itch of, of what ship am I going to build this time <laughs> and then the rules to go along with it it, just, it was so cool, cool. STL files, one final thing. You mentioned it. Yeah. Ronnie's mentioned it. Mm -hmm. I yes. mean, the big thing is obviously like the add ons for like shock troops and stuff. And so. Yeah, all, all those upgrade kits that are really hard to, to produce and get out. Everyone's always complaining, we, you know, we can't get the Ratkin shock troops and halfling stalwarts and those kind of things that, that we run into issues with. Those are no brainers for STLs. You know, for, for our, from our standpoint, it's very difficult to produce those uh, and, and keep up with the demand of all the other resins that we have. So it's it's the first place to start. Uh, we'll see where we go from there, though. You know, I'm ready for my yes answer from uh, Kyle. When are we gonna get hard plastic, hard plastic sisterhood kit that makes archers and sisterhood warriors? Eight to twelve. Okay, eight yes. to twelve. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Yes. So, make sisterhood great again. Are you even using those in your army, though? I would if they were better in the game, and I could. Well, buy okay, so they got they got a GW, they got to make them better first before you want to want to buy. <laughs> if we're gonna make models, they'll probably get better. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the Steel Behemoth thing all over again. Uh, that that. We're gonna make them good, cool. then the, the U.S. Master uses it. You know. Yeah. Well, thanks, fellas. Thanks. We appreciate your time. We really appreciate your time. Hold them open. You know, thank you, Kyle. You always are happy to. And we'll on the get show, Martin so. back on when he's you know back home comfortable <laughs> and we'll do the deep dive Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on counter charge
Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. Jeremy, you want to bring us in? Yeah. <clears throat> hey, what are you doing? Bringing up notes? Tell what? Yeah, I am. I'm getting ready. He's, he's right. just Googled my name. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so Robin, I...